Hey guys, before we start, I just want to thank you for your support by listening. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it, and let's get started. So, should we pack? Should we stay? What should we do? Well, I kind of know my vote, but it's nighttime, so I'm doubting everything. Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Murthel. And I'm Rita. Today, we're going to be talking about big fish in a small pond or small fish in a big pond. So today, we're going to talk about it because we are contemplating making certain decisions even for our business, and we kind of wanted to just share with you guys what, what's been going on and what we're thinking about and what are the pros and cons for each one. So we're thinking about making a move and the move is to California. Now California is where Rita had, you know, she was born and raised in California area, LA. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking about actually going back there. And part of the reason why we would like to go back there right now is because there are some developments that are happening with our business. Right. Part of the reason is personal. It's just a lot of Rita's families out there, and it will be really nice to connect, have her children. I, I used to live in Toronto. And so you're we, from Toronto. You're born I'm, and raised in I was Toronto. Born and raised in Toronto. So we already did the Toronto thing. My children, you know, grew up with my parents and kind of experienced the TO life. So another reason is just so our kids can experience that. So, um, yes, because right now we live in the South. Right. And, and we, we and we probably we love the south. We have our home here and we'll probably always have our, our home here. However, we're thinking about making a move to California where we would be living predominantly because that's where our business would be, that's where our family would be. Right. And then we'd have a home where if we wanted to come back out to the south, we'd always have our nice home out here. Right, right. I first of all, this is my dream home. And already I'm looking and while there are tons of dream homes in California, um wow the price is just whoa okay so wow so it's definitely a challenge right now finding a place that um that we can get into just coming from the southern market to west coast i mean it is very hard it's really easy to transition from california to the south and get a big bang for your buck but it's very different going the other way so when i left California for college and and then I got married and ended up moving all over but I never lived there again I remember the California of my youth now I have been out there um, since I've left of course what a shock but it's always this this culture shock when I go back everything is just more crowded uh, different types of people Um, not bad or worse or better or anything it's just different it's just a different culture it's less laid back and I know that there there are pockets of laid back areas, obviously in the LA area, but it's definitely something that it's going to take a lot of getting used to. And so where I've been looking is kind of like out of the way because I'm so used to living out of the way. And even with this out of the way place I'm looking, it still feels when I look at the pictures, because when I look at a home or when I look for a home, I... First, I, of course, go through Zillow, go through Trulia, and then I go to out-of-the-way websites because sometimes you might find a home that's for sale on some other website versus the major ones. 
Then I look at the street view and I Google Earth it. And I also look for um, if they have any plans, any measurements or anything. Rita goes deep. I do. I do. Because a lot of times, especially when I'm from out of town, I have to know everything I want to know. Or, or sorry, I want to know everything I can about this place before I move. So with that being said, it's what I'm looking at is just like, oh, my goodness. Just, it's just stunning to me how many people are there. It's just stunning. And there are so many beautiful areas. But now I have to actually take into account fires fires i never really thought about fire when i grew up there it wasn't something that we just we just had a lot of i do remember one time specifically though in um when in my house because i lived in the valley i do remember at some point there was ash coming down even in where we lived even though the fire was far away but nowadays this is like an every year thing and i even read online that there's mega fires now and that for the last seven years, it's just been getting worse and worse. So clearly we know there's climate change. Um, there's a drought, obviously, from the climate change. And there's just a bunch of other things. It, they said that there's more people where these fires are now because, you know, the city just keeps expanding. So there's a lot of reasons. But, you know, whenever I tell anybody, hey, we're uh, going to be moving to Los Angeles, they're like, what? Fire? Earthquake? Mudslides? What are you doing? <laughs> but... It's funny because when we moved back to the U.S. from Toronto, everyone was like, what are you doing? And they started listing all the things that everyone outside of the U.S. thinks about on a daily basis. But when you're here, you know, you're just you're just living and you're just you're finding the best life you can while you're here. And same with in California, everyone like all my family that's out there, all my friends are like, yeah, I know there's fire, earthquakes and mudslides, but it's not like it's every day. It's not like it's always affecting everyone, you know, there's there's and then they start listing off. Well, you you have tornadoes where you are. And and then if I say the northeast, well, they've got blizzards. And and I'm, and the funniest part is that I just don't know anybody who would trade in snow for earthquakes. I just don't. So anyway, back to our thought, though, big fish in a small pond or small pond in a big. Sorry, small fish <laughs> in a big pond. I keep doing that. And the reason why we're saying that is because. Why by no means are we saying we're big fish here? What we're saying, though, is that there we are actually one of the only people we know, that we personally know, I should say, that are doing what we do here. We're not talking about mainstream. We're just talking about like um, being on YouTube and doing things the way we're doing. Now, I do know that there are a lot of other people doing podcasts, and I do know that there are some other families who are on YouTube. I know that. But... Still, the percentage of all of us who are doing it here are very, very, very small. small that's why it's a small. That. That's why it's a small pond. We, I exactly. mean, um, we know um, recently in our region that they have a reality show that just hit on the yeah, scene. But that's mainstream still. And that's still that's still mainstream. Mm-hmm. But it's still this area that we live in is is still small pond. Regardless, very, so if very you take small everything pond. from television to YouTube yeah, to podcasts everything even major league stuff that none of that really exists around here i think we're just getting a minor league team yeah possibly soon so this is a very small pond so that's yeah. you know um not that we're big fish i think that the more analogy is is that this is, this a, is small a small pond. pond and so this is an area where um we could probably make a significant difference um what we put out um who we are it's probably one of those places where they'd say do you know who lives here well 
you know, Onyx family lives here or something like that, because they're still racking up who's who. It's still racking up who's who in this in this small pond. Um, but we're heading over to L.A. We're literally we can get swallowed up by the sharks out there. Yeah. I mean, talk about a big pond. It's like probably every few blocks you're running into somebody who's online doing stuff. And while that could be a very positive, let's just talk about the pros. You have more people doing what you do, so that there's definitely going to be more resources, more well, we, people to collaborate with. Oh, yeah. I remember when we went out there for vacation um, last year, uh, we we had um, just started uploading just for the two weeks that we were out there, and immediately our views started going up because we were just hitting more people. Yeah, yeah. And we would run into fans there, definitely. But it's it's one of those things where and then if you're recognized in L.A., you're just like, wow, OK, so our stuff is getting everywhere. But um, yeah, it was it was just an interesting time there because there were people that were like, oh, if you're in town, maybe we should make a video and all sorts of stuff. Well, out here, it's like crickets because there's really no one here um, to do that kind of stuff with on a large scale, I should say. And another thing is resources. So for a while now I've been thinking about adding people to the team in order to make um, higher-end production videos and we've been given advice like yeah you know you should hire this person and that person but I find it very difficult to do out here it's very difficult it's not impossible but I find it difficult but out there you have you just have those things like all over you just have resources for anything you need um also i was thinking about just some resources so that we can actually polish ourselves up a bit and some of the things that i was looking for again are kind of hard where we are what that means though is that if we were innovators in that area we could start that stuff because here because if there's really not that many um that many options out here you could basically make a lot of money not you shouldn't actually I should say this you can make a lot of money just providing those services because eventually there will be more and more people practically everywhere um, doing what we're doing but at the end of the day we also have to think about what is going to make it easier and you only are allotted so much time to really get into your groove and take it to the next level so one of the things that i you know contemplated even when making this move is just to be careful that we understand what our mission and what our vision is um and we have advocated having um an entrepreneurial spirit and an entrepreneurial life um on this podcast several times and so what does that really mean i know that we've talked about education and there is a certain roadmap that a lot of people promote where you have to be the doctor and you have to be the lawyer. And we've seen all the sort of like the booby traps of um, traditional education where they sell the dream and then people get their uh, student loans. And by the time they're done, even the ones, most people never finish a race. And so they end up with a biology degree, but they never end up being a doctor. Right. And then, you know, those that even end up becoming a doctor, there's a lot of regret because at, at the end of the road, you know, they have all these student loans and it wasn't what they thought it would be from malpractice to how much you have to work, what you're actually getting paid. It's just almost a lot of people have turned back and really regretted 
having to go, go this entire journey only to realize what was at the end of that journey. So, so I guess the, the, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice. And, you know, a lot of people, they have other dreams for their life, you know, like for instance, family and how they would spend time with their family. And, and many people find, depending on what kind of doctor they become or whatever their profession is that they made the sacrifice for, they end up realizing, whoa, this is, this is taking up way more time than I had thought. And mm -hmm. I don't have enough time. I'm charting all night, all day. I have no time for my children. Yeah, I might be making somewhat what I thought I'd be making, but never knew that I had to work this hard. So anyhow, and that's the question. Is there a Holly is there a Hollywood version to that? Definitely. Yeah. I was I just feel like there are some people that say, I wanna be a movie star. I wanna act. I wanna be in a show. I want to be in a series. And at the end of the day, they do so much. They sacrifice so much to be able to get where they had to get to. And they have to pay all this money up front and do all this risky investment. And at the end of the day, they end up really nowhere. Most people don't make it, just like those that go into the traditional education and want to be a doctor. Most don't make it. They come out with the biology and that's as far as they go. Or somebody comes out um, maybe being in one show or two shows or a commercial and then that's it. And th and the show that they got into, they didn't even get paid that much. Yeah. You know, you hear about all these stars going to the award show and, you know, they have no food to eat. So behind the scenes, you're thinking, whoa, they're a they doctor. They made it to the or, Oscars. Oh, wow, they're an actor. They made it to the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Oscars or whatever. But at the end of the day, did you don't know the, the struggle that they not only that they went through and the sacrifice and Sometimes, you know, giving certain things to certain producers that they regret, shameful, put put in shameful situations and thinking, OK, at the end of it, at least I'm going to get a chance. And they don't. They're taking advantage of. So, you know, it's 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 tough. It, it, it definitely is tough. And you have to count the cost when you say, I want to go to Hollywood or I want to do this. I want to do that. What is the end goal? Exactly. And I think that there's a lot of people who think that it's this cliche life. I'm going to go and be a waitress and I'm going to get discovered at this local diner. That's not what Hollywood wants anymore. They want people to come with a ready-made audience now. Right. That's what I have heard. I've heard that they don't want to have to build you up. They want you to build yourself up. Then they can work with that. Come over there and then they do something with you. Which brings us to what we want to do when we're out there. You see, my whole family is out there. Uh, my grandparents, they are in, um, they're not over there. They're in another state, but they are going to be moving back. And it kind of brings our family kind of full circle. I do have some cousins who are kind of spread out, but um, they may be coming back over there as well. And, and it brings us full circle. And I think at this time, there's a lot of family that could use a lot of this reconnecting. So that's one of the main reasons why we're going. We've lived far for 20 years now. And now, like Marthel said, it's time for us to be able to connect closely with family on my side and get that experience. So that's a huge reason. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that is one of our goals. And so when people move out there, it's okay. If you said, hey, I only have a dollar in my pocket. I'm going to take this risk and go out there. I mean, yeah, count the cost, but some people make it with that, but a lot of people don't. So for us, it feels a little bit better, or I shouldn't say a little bit. It feels a lot better 
to know that there's other purposes for us to go out there because family is very important to us and my grandparents I'm very 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 close to they raised me and they will be um, over there as well and it will give us that time to really be with them in their old age so I I really think that uh, a really good strategy for people that are thinking about going into a big pond especially the Hollywood pond is to recognize what what is your end goal yeah I know you know each person has a different end goal and that's fine I, I don't think that our end goal is to we love acting and I think acting is a part of it's, it seems to be a very natural part of our family um, our children it just comes so natural but I don't think that uh, acting in and of itself is the end goal it's, it'll always be a part of our life but it's not necessarily the end goal um, entrepreneurial spirit is to make sure that you are always looking to see what can you sell what can you offer to the public that is in demand that you could find a way to yield high well yes it's bringing value high revenue value yeah. to your audience it's leveraging your audience and and bringing high value right. to them so it's so all we about just need to go and get on a bigger platform that's right in order getting a bigger platform in order to continue to sell your that's brand right. which is the onyx brand and so um for us we recognize entrepreneurship can be taken to another level at hollywood and it's not and acting may be a part of it but it's not it's not a journey to hollywood for the traditional aspirations of walking the red carpet. It is, you know, what can we offer society and get on a higher platform or a larger platform so that what we offer will be able to uh, produce more leverage. Right, and I think about our children. They're at an age where they're very hungry and we've talked about it before and they really want to focus on this business. So that being said, a lot of the reason we were even out where we live right now is because there was there was a university they were going to go to out here. Now that they are choosing to focus on their career, it makes more sense to be in a place now where they're going to have the best opportunity. And frankly, I think that um, they need this this boost. You know, they need to be around their peers. They need to see what other people are doing and and they need to be able to um, make connections within the industry that we are in because that just it helps you not only network but also I think it also helps develop your skills a little better when you get to know people and some of the things that they do to be successful but like Marthal was saying what is your end goal our end goal because we all know that fame and celebrity and all that for most people is age dependent so and and look dependent and so we don't want something in our family that's based off of just looks and age we want things that will outlast it and not for no reason not to just charge people money but no we believe we have a lot of value that we can offer people through through our brand not just a laugh and a smile but there are other things that we are working on that will actually i feel bring more than what we're showing on camera, but other things like behind the scenes, you know, things about support, things with business, things with health, things that just there that are that are just Our more brand. than what we're doing. And what encompasses it is um, a vision statement that we share every morning to keep us on track. It says, "Tell the story, feed the soul, make them laugh, heal the heart," and so um, that kind of encompasses Onyx Onyx life. Um, if it's onyx, it's excellence. And so we're trying to create 
excellence in every product, every service, um, everything that we offer. Um, we want it to be excellent and it, and it bring value to the people that we serve. So, yeah, it's just it's scary, though, because like we were saying, it's going to a bigger pond and that pond has a whole lot of uh, natural disasters. And <laughs> <laughs> and I think just navigating the city traffic is just, you know, it's, it's on another level. But at the end of the day, you have to feel comfortable with where God is taking you. And sometimes we think, well, there's no way we could be going, you know, to a place where on the surface, on paper, it looks like, whoa, this is risky. This is um, overwhelming and all the things that you could think about. Or you can just say, you know what, if God is bringing me there, that means he's going to take care of me. And it's hard sometimes to let go. And so I joke around with Merthel and say, every night around nine o'clock, I start to get something called nighttime doubt disorder. And what happens is I start doubting everything. Am I making the right move? Am I um, looking, is this the right time? Um, what am I doing? You know, just all these things. And by the morning, literally, I'm like, wow, life is so good. We're on the right track. And it's just so ridiculous because it's like, why do I let these thoughts get to me? But I notice that every time I make a transition in life, every single time, I, I get stressed and I get worried, but I don't want to do that this time. I really want to look at it with a more positive mindset, which I'm really practicing because every time God always takes care of us, regardless of the circumstance he always takes care of us and so i have to let go it's almost like if you have oh, anxiety or you you feel like you it's it's this is like this is what it is some people feel better when they're worrying i know it sounds weird but they feel like if they let go that something is wrong and sometimes i can be that type of person and i know that i have to just let go i have to let go right so we're excited though, despite you know all the thoughts that come at night. <laughs> <laughs> the nighttime doubts. Nighttime disorder. doubts. Uh, joy comes in the morning, so uh, we're definitely looking forward to going. Um, like Rita had said and uh, opened up with, um, there are some daytime nightmares, which is the prices of homes, mm -hmm. <laughs> comparable to what we can get out here. Um, but it's really exciting times uh, to just shift. Um, and a lot of the things that I'm looking forward to um, when we head out there is just um, just getting accustomed to the spots where Rita grew up in. I've visited them the times that I've went there, but just to be more accustomed to that, it will, it will be really interesting. One of the things I'm not looking forward to is the restaurant scene. What? I, I, and, I don't part understand of the reason, that. No, part of the reason is because I am so East Coast. I am so up north Toronto where we have like West Indian restaurants everywhere. And when I went down there, I don't think I found one. No, there were. For every there West were. Indian restaurant. No, I walked into a West Indian restaurant because oh, I, I have an eye. <laughs> I have an eye for West Indian restaurants. Okay. Everywhere I go, if I see all I have to do is see a Trini flag or a Jamaican flag yeah. or a Guyanese flag, I am there getting my doubles or getting my, you know, my roti mm. or, you know, whatever. And um, jerk chicken. So I see this West Indian restaurant. I've been traveling for miles. We're traveling <laughs> from from um, Mobile, um, not Mobile, um, 
What are you talking about? What is it? Where where is that? Uh, all the way on the coast. We went to the beach there. Venice? Not Venice. Malibu. Okay. Malibu, yeah. Yeah. Mobile. I said Mobile. <laughs> Malibu. <laughs> Alabama. Malibu would be offended. Malibu all the way to Hollywood. And I'm just looking everywhere. I finally see a West Indian restaurant. I am hype. I am pumped. I can taste. Okay. I can taste the pylori. I could just taste the doubles and the and the beef patty. Oh my goodness. I go inside that joint. It is a Mexican restaurant, straight up served by Mexicans, everything. It was just, there was not an actual West Indian in sight inside that restaurant, but they had all the flags up, everything. They even had the music playing. Hmm. And they were they were serving uh, like tacos and stuff like that. And just well, like, I mean, listen, dirt chicken tacos, I but saw you know, on, like. But I saw on Postmates that there were several West Indian, res- West Indian restaurants. It's just that at the time, it was too far to go with traffic, so we didn't go. Yes. I'm sure. I'm right. positive. I'm telling you, the beans, see, the beans and rice feel. tasted Mexican. Everything. Yeah, but just... I'm positive you're gonna find some West Indian restaurants. I mean, I'm, I'm, or Jamaican. I, I know you mm. are. I know you are. But the Mexican food is very authentic. It's like it's more authentic than anything out here. I since I have left LA, I have not found one good Mexican restaurant. I just haven't. Not where we live, at least currently. Mm. Um, no, none, 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 none. So I'm looking forward to some really good Mexican food over there. Okay. But, you know, I know we kind of strayed away from the main topic, which is big fish in a small pond or small well, fish in a big pond. Big fish or small fish, we all need to eat. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to get back to you. I just wanted to, to just say, um, to just really make a list and ask, what would you choose? Would you choose to be in a in a smaller pond where you feel like you're 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 the I wouldn't say put it this way you're basically one of the leaders in that yeah you know, and that you area? have big dreams and you know that yeah. if you fulfill those big dreams you would make a significant difference to your community it would definitely be significant right exactly um, what's another positive of being in a small pond less competition you know you have less competition when you're out here. You um, or in any small pond, and you feel like you know. I like small town. I I love small town values. I love small town living. So there is a certain level of like no traffic. You know what I mean? Just living in on on a, on a street that looks like Mayberry. You know, just. Oh, I mean, I mean, we could talk about in general why a small town is nice. You know, versus a big town. But I mm-hmm. mean, like. Just in your business, you know. Right, you can like, make you can make uh, a bigger impact in a small town um, when you fulfill those dreams that you have. You can you know, make, take, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like. We'll still have our home here in our in the town that we're in, and as we continue to grow, we definitely would reach back and we still have some projects that we would like to accomplish out here, where we live. That would um, that would I think make a significant impact. So it's sort of yeah. like we're gonna be transient in a in a sense that it's not like we'll never come back to this this Hmm. small pond no no and another thing i was thinking about was this this always reminds me of chip and joanna Gaines. they okay waco was already on the map but you know what for that was a disaster but chip and joanna have basically revitalized that area they didn't even need to go quote unquote hollywood 
They didn't even like move. They just stayed in their town and they did their thing. And they really were able to bless their whole community. I mean, that to me is very inspiring. Could that happen with us here? Technically, yes, it could. It definitely could. But I know that it's um, it's kind of like comparing apples and pears because we do different things. You know, they were flipping, not flipping, but I guess they were flipping, but they were remodeling houses and then selling it. So clearly they needed a market where it wasn't saturated. And there are tons of shows in L.A. already that do that. But I, I do admire the fact that they were able to really stick to who they are and where they are. And now they're about to get their own channel. Well, how about that? So it's like, okay, okay, well, you know, I guess that's, that is what you get when you are really, really not only savvy, but you really stay authentic to your brand. So they're a really good example of what can happen when you are a big fish in a small pond. Really good example to that. Right. So should we pack? Should we stay? What should we do? Well, I kind of know my vote, but it's nighttime, so I'm doubting everything. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, it's um, seriously... I know what I have to do. I know what the kids want to do. I know that um, ultimately we have to make the right decision. And and frankly, like I said, this is a time for me to reconnect with my family, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and, you know, just see them on a daily basis, you know, or even weekly basis versus, you know, holidays. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. It's not like we're moving tomorrow. Um, it's just coming up and we thought we'd share it with our audience right now. So that's probably one of the reasons because of all of our transitions, we had that meet and greet, so many things happening. That is why we have not been able to upload Monday through Friday, but, um, we are going to get back on schedule very soon. Um, we just need to tighten up a few things and get more things, um, in line and we'll be back. So you have anything else you need to share, huh? No, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Please make sure to leave a rating and review for us and subscribe and share. Show notes are found on theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Honest Life. Follow us on Twitter at Rita underscore Onyx at Mitch underscore Onyx and uh, The Onyx Life. And on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes to challenge. See you next time.